you're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with host Jennifer Mattern, helping serious freelancers, bloggers, and indie authors go pro. Hello and welcome. I'm Jen Mattern, and you're listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. This is episode 22. You can find show notes and related links for this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 22. Today I'm continuing with our community questions series. I was contacted by a writer named Jeremy Tarrier who had a question about writing under a pen name. Here's what Jeremy had to say when he reached out. As you may have guessed from my name, I'm a guy. I plan to publish books, both fiction and nonfiction. For some of my fiction titles, particularly in the romance genre, I intend to use a female nom de plume. If approached to do interviews, readings, etc. for romance and or female erotica titles, I would prefer not to reveal that I am not in fact a woman. What do you suggest I do to preserve my gender anonymity? Some things I have thought of include using a voice-altering microphone or software, or creating a text document of what I intend to say, then using text-to-speech with a female voice. Is this something that authors writing as their opposite genders encounter, or am I totally nuts? First of all, no, Jeremy, you're not totally nuts. Okay, you know, maybe your proposed solutions are a bit over the top, but you're definitely not nuts about this being an issue writers face. Now, this is actually a really great question, and it's one I had to take some time to ponder because there are two different sides to this. You know, there's the writer side and wanting to protect yourself and your identity, and in this case, your gender. And then there's the marketing and PR side of this, where you might be choosing the opposite gender for the sole purpose of trying to sell more books. So let's start with this. You know, why write under a pen name of another gender? My first thought when I read Jeremy's question was, why is it so important to keep your gender a secret? I can understand wanting to use a pen name of another gender for marketing reasons. If you legitimately believe that it's going to help you sell more books or gain more recognition. But I kept coming back to that same question. Why does it really matter if someone finds out your deep, dark secret? In the vast majority of cases, I really don't think it does. And let me explain why. The concern from a marketing perspective is often that having a name of the quote-unquote wrong gender on your book cover, it's going to hurt sales. Now, first, you know, this isn't always true. The name Nicholas Sparks hasn't exactly hurt sales when it comes to fans of romance, for example. So... If this is your concern, first, make sure you're choosing a pen name of the opposite gender carefully and with your eyes wide open to the challenges. It's not always about the name. Sometimes the issue is how a writer markets themselves when they're using a different name. So if you're going to market yourself differently as a woman than you would as a man, then stop and ask yourself, is there a way that you could tweak your marketing with your own gender and get similar results? Or is that pen name of another gender an absolute necessity? 
Now, I'm not trying to talk Jeremy out of using a female pen name, but it's just something I think that, you know, before you get into the how do I hide this from everybody issue, that it's important that you really thought through what name you plan on using. Because once you build a platform for this pen name, it's not that easy to switch. So just really think it through, be absolutely sure of what your reasons are for doing this, and understand that there are going to be challenges. Now the big issue that I hear writers talking about is essentially in the book shopping phase of things, where readers are either looking at books on the shelf or they're looking on Amazon and other online outlets, and it's all about what name they see on your book cover. That if they see a male's name on a romance, for example, they might immediately move on. But here's the thing. If that's the case, then somebody finding out that you're not really a woman isn't really that big of a deal because it doesn't necessarily affect all of those other brand new buyers who aren't familiar with you yet. And as a new indie author, the simple truth is most people aren't going to know anything about you. You would need to be wildly successful before people saw your name on a book cover because they're browsing Amazon and them deciding to look you up to see if you're really who you say you are. At most, they're probably just going to click your author name on Amazon or whatever site they're on to see what else you've written. So I really don't see this being a huge issue. If the main marketing value is just having the right gender on the book cover, then I wouldn't panic too much about people later finding out that you're really a male because most other new readers aren't going to know that. So it's not going to affect their purchasing decisions. And beyond those impulse kinds of buys with new readers who aren't going to bother looking you up to see if you're really a male or female, your other buyers will often be repeat customers. They're the ones who keep buying your books because you have a certain level of trust with them. But that's not trust in you having certain anatomy. It's trust in the idea that you'll deliver consistent work that they'll love. It's about making sure that they, you know, they like book one, then they're pretty darn sure they're going to like book two and book three. And that's the real key element of trust when it comes to you as an author and your readers. So even if readers found out you were of another gender, I have a hard time believing that most would turn their backs on you if you satisfied that kind of trust your readers invest in you. That said, you know, trust is a tricky thing. Trust is a big deal for me in every aspect of my life. And that includes being a customer. I don't like it when people say things they don't mean. And I don't like it when people are fake. I don't think using a pen name is in and of itself fake or untrustworthy. There are a number of valid reasons for choosing one, but that's a bit beyond our scope for today. However, I have seen writers in other areas take this too far where it's not just a pseudonym anymore, suddenly it's an all out persona. In one case, the writer's behavior when taking on that persona 
turned them into a complete hypocrite. And that is when you start violating people's trust. So, for example, if you simply write romance under a female's name, that's entirely different than if you also had an author blog where you detailed your daily life as a wife and mother, only for readers to find out everything they thought they knew about you was a lie. Those are two completely different things, and it really comes down to how far you're planning on taking this gender identity. So really, the big issue for me here is why do you care if they'll find out that you're not a woman? If it won't necessarily affect new buyers who are just seeing that name as something on a book cover, and if you don't plan to betray any larger trust, it probably doesn't matter. And I wouldn't stress so much over it. I certainly wouldn't get into things like voice-altering technology. I mean, really, I haven't seen that work to a degree where it isn't obviously fake. And if there's any chance that the technology you're using makes it clear you're trying to hide your voice or can't produce perfectly consistent results from one interview to the next, then really what's the point? Because once you've made readers suspect that you're hiding your voice, it's pretty clear why you might be doing that. So they're going to know your big secret anyway. Now look, I know that all doesn't exactly answer Jeremy's question, but I think it's important because if you come to the conclusion, like I did, that it really shouldn't matter if people find out your gender, it opens up a new opportunity or a new possibility. Why not choose a gender-neutral pen name instead? For example, Robin, Jesse, Jamie, they can all sound like perfectly feminine first names. But they're also common enough male names that no one's really going to feel shocked or angry if they find out that you're a guy. If anything, it could be a marketing advantage because you'll have a group of readers who suddenly feel closer to you because they're in the know. You know it's like a little private club until word gets around. And when they do find out, it's more a curiosity than a betrayal. You know, it's more like, oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> you know, as opposed to, oh, what a lying asshole. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, you let them in on your secret in a way. And it makes them feel just a little bit superior when other people talking about you refer to you as she. So, look, if you're truly concerned about this, a gender-neutral name might be a perfect solution. You can keep your photo off of the book so it's not obvious. But then when interviews come up, you don't really have anything to hide. But look, if you absolutely insist on using a pen name that's clearly assigned to a different gender, you have to accept that it's going to influence the way you market yourself and your books. For example, you won't be able to put your author photo on your covers. And because I saw this recently suggested on a forum, I have to say this, no, you cannot just take a stock photo of someone else and use it as your author photo. It's generally forbidden to use stock photos of people if you're making it look like they endorse a product in any way. So very, very carefully read the terms of service for the stock photo site you're using 
and you would probably need a model release for something like that as well. Plus, doing something like that puts you at immense risk if that model were to ever find out and spill the beans. And you have a similar risk in using someone you know and having them pose as you. Then what happens if you're asked to do a live interview somewhere? You have to rely on somebody else to be willing to do that and to know your book inside and out and be able to represent it as well as you could. That's a risk I personally wouldn't take. You know, maybe you know someone that you trust enough to do that. But then what happens if your relationship has a falling out? That's an even bigger issue. So it's not something I recommend, putting somebody else's face on your books. Now, what's interesting is that when it comes to photos, I actually have the opposite problem that Jeremy has. When it comes to writing horror, I have a gender-neutral pen name of A.J. Klein. But I didn't intend for it to be gender neutral. I have a mystery writing pen name, which is Aria Klein. And it's just similar enough to the horror genre that I, I wanted it to be obvious that my horror writing pen name and my mystery writing pen name were tied together. But at the same time, cozy mysteries and horror are not close enough that I wanted to use a single name. So what I did was I took that name, Aria Klein, which I had first, and I said, okay, we'll keep the last name and I'll go with initials. So the A, you know, was obviously from Aria and I needed a second one. So I took my real first initial J and got AJ Klein. I actually didn't want people seeing the name AJ and assuming that I was a male. It might sound counterintuitive because, you know, horror is generally thought of as a boys club, but you know, there's been rising interest in recent years in women in the horror genre, and they're being actively included a little bit better. And frankly, I'd rather be a part of that than try to pretend to be something else even if it does hurt sales a little bit. And I don't think, it, look, I'm not really concerned about my gender hurting sales. I come from a marketing and PR background. If I want to promote a book, it's going to be well promoted. So it's not a case of me just sitting back and worrying about what name is on a book cover and whether or not that alone is going to make sales. For me, it was more important to be a part of this increasing inclusion of women in the genre. And frankly, it was more important that I just be me. I don't want to feel like I can't speak freely on my author blog or in an interview or in a community when I'm networking. So I wanted to make it pretty clear. So what I did was I put my face, a photo of me, in the sidebar on pretty much every page of my author website. And I use the same photo on forums or blog commenting or anything else tied to that name. I want it absolutely clear that I'm a gal. And you know what, it hasn't been an issue. We'll see what happens, you know, maybe a year from now I'll come back and have a completely different perspective on this in another podcast episode. But, you know, look, again, just make sure that you really carefully consider this 
and are sure sticking with your own gender isn't actually a potential marketing benefit that you could use to make yourself stand out. You know, I think that's a great opportunity for women writing horror right now to try to stand out. And I could see the same with men in the romance genre, but not if you just, you know, again, it's got to be about more than the name on the book cover. You have to think of the broader picture with author PR and book marketing and stand out in any way you can. If that's being a male, be you. If you feel like a female name is really going to help you sell more books or you have some other reason for wanting to go that route, then do that. Just understand that you're putting yourself in a position where you can't put your face on things and you won't be able to take on certain types of marketing tactics that other authors can. So, you know, there might be an upside if you make more sales. There might be a downside in that you could hurt your sales in other ways. Just make sure you've considered it. Now, look, I have a bit of experience on the PR side when it comes to radio and television interviews and setting them up for my clients. And let me tell you, they're not exactly easy to land. They involve relationships and pitching. Unless you're already a big name, you're probably not going to have broadcast outlets approaching you to want to talk to you about your books. So unless you're actively soliciting them, it probably won't even come up. However, if it does, and you've taken this route where you absolutely don't want people knowing your gender, you're probably going to have to turn them down. I really, I don't know what to tell you there. You're going to have a hard time hiding your gender. And the last thing you want to do is to come across as dishonest to members of the media. Because once word spreads, nobody's going to want to touch you. Now, even with print interviews, you have to be really careful about how you answer your questions in this situation. What if they ask about your home life or your inspiration and what it was like growing up and did you have relationships like the ones in your books? You know, you have to be really careful not to cross the line into outright lying. So even if it's not an issue of your voice being heard and giving away your gender, you have to understand that your responses might if you stay honest. And I highly recommend staying honest. I just mentioned photos a few minutes ago. And on the blog recently, we talked about media kits for writers. And one of the things I mentioned for indie authors was that journalists expect things like high resolution images in your media kit. And that does not just include your book covers. That includes an author photo. So again, because you're not going to be able to use a photo of yourself, you might actually cost yourself print coverage. This isn't just a broadcast issue. If journalists can't get what they need to run a profile of you or an interview with you, if they really want this media and you're not willing to give it to them, you risk losing coverage. You could be limiting yourself even more than you realize. But look, you know, these days it's not even about radio and TV so much, especially for indie authors. You could be asked to do something simple like a podcast, like this show. Or you could be asked to chat through something like Google Hangouts. It's something that you could do on a whim that doesn't 
involve major coordination. And that's going to be harder to say no to. You know, again, even for a blog interview, what if they want to talk to you on the phone instead of sending you questions via email? People have different interview styles. And again, you could be limiting yourself in ways that you haven't considered. Jeremy had also brought up the issue of live events, like being asked to do a reading, or maybe you have a book signing, for example. Again, you're probably going to have to turn them down. And that could be particularly problematic in Jeremy's case, because he's not just talking about writing romance and erotica. He mentioned wanting to write nonfiction as well. Now, it wasn't clear from his question, but if he's planning to write nonfiction under a pen name as well for some reason, maybe it's somehow tied to the romance genre, writing about relationships or something, I don't know. That's going to be more difficult because you're more likely to be interviewed and more likely to take part in live events when you're promoting nonfiction than promoting fiction. You know, for example, you might give seminars, you might give lectures, you might simply get asked to be a source for an article where someone needs to get you on the phone to chat and get a quote out of you. When you're specializing in nonfiction, if people start to see you as an expert in your niche, these are things you're going to come up against and you really don't want to turn the coverage down. So with nonfiction, I highly recommend not doing something with a pen name where you feel like you have to hide who you are. Look, I, I touched on this already, but the simple truth is that if you're an indie author, you're probably not going to get asked to do a lot of broadcast interviews or live events like book signings. So you can just stick to virtual blog tours and email interviews and other types of marketing, like social media accounts. But here's the thing. If your sales do suddenly explode, don't count on keeping your secret for very long. In the end, my advice is keep your gender secret if you want to by avoiding those kinds of marketing channels I mentioned and know that you could be losing sales as a result. But even if you do that, always operate under the assumption that you'll eventually be found out. If you become popular enough that people care about your gender, you will be found out. That's all there is to it. You will eventually be found out. So act honestly and still be you. You know, make that your focus. Always be true to you, no matter what name you're writing under. So to rehash, sure, gender can play a role in book sales and you might want to hide yours to increase sales in a particular genre. But understand that this isn't a secret you're likely to keep forever. So don't do or say things you'd regret if people later find out you're not exactly who they thought. And know that going this route could limit your promotional opportunities. If you're not okay with that, you always have the option of going with a gender-neutral pen name instead. And that is all I have for you today. I want to thank Jeremy for submitting this question. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you've been in this situation of writing under a pen name with a different gender. You can leave me a comment on the show notes page if you want to share your story or any tips you have for keeping it secret or marketing yourself under those circumstances. 
In the meantime, join me next week when Jake Poinier, otherwise known as Dr. Freelance, co-hosts an episode on the importance of writers building their creative teams. Do you want me to tackle something specific in a future episode? If so, you can submit your writing-related questions through the contact form at allindiewriters.com slash podcast by emailing me at jen, that's J-E-N-N, at allindiewriters.com or by leaving me a voicemail at 484-575-1345. You can find show notes and related links for this episode at allindiewriters.com slash podcast slash 22. You can also access this podcast, audio blog posts, and related audio productions by visiting freelancetheater.com. You've been listening to the All Indie Writers Podcast with Jen Mattern, a freelance theater production. Freelance Theater. It's all writers need for life's little episodes.